Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome to the All-Star Networking Show. I'm Kathy Paper at the Midtown Global Market with Matt Tell. And Matt is the executive producer, as you all know, the Friends of the Global Midtown Global Market. And um, Matt is still sporting his headphones that I like to call out every time. So sometime we'll get a photo of him with the duct taped headphones. I'm looking for a sponsor of the headphones, although he won't take the new headphones. Um, anyway, joining us today are two of my new friends from Celerity Search. I'm going to let you both do your introductions, but first, I just have to say thank you for coming here on such a cold Minnesota day, and let the listeners know who you are, and just, you know, a nugget or two, and then we'll un- unfurl the how we've connected that you're here, and how you two met, and talk about all things networking and relationship building. Love it. Well, super excited to be here. My name is Tracy Kelly. I'm a client experience manager. Fancy way of saying I work on the sales side of the business. Nice. And uh, I've been working in marketing for the past 10 years and super excited to, to be here today. Awesome. Tracy, thank you. So thanks, Kathy, for having us. This is uh, John Arnold with Celerity. I'm one of the managing partners there. Uh, I've been in the business for about 13 or 14 years now. Uh, and my job day-to-day basically is to work with Tracy uh, and also the marketing team to bring clients in and help out with hiring needs. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And I noticed on some of you guys are very good gear. You're wearing good branded swag. Um, Is 30 years for the business? 30 years. Yep. Actually, it was started by my mom in 93 and originally was an ad agency actually doing overflow production work for companies and kind of just slowly transitioned to more of a staffing model. Um, Excellent. Yeah, so we've kind of transitioned over the years and changed with um, our client needs. And now we do marketing, creative, digital, um, staffing, consulting, and firm placements. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Well, you know, I as we were getting to know each other, I always want the mics on at the very beginning, you know, as we're getting to know each other. Because, you know, my background in advertising, I worked at Fallon McGilligan, it used to be called. And... Um, you know, you had to get into the business by going to the library and finding the little gold book that listed all the agencies. Okay, I sound super old. Because anybody out there listening that uses a book to find a job at a library, like, email me, I'll send you a $5 coupon. Okay, if there's anybody out there that's used a book to find a job. Um, But anyway, so I love the advertising marketing world. And do you work with more um, agencies or companies? Yeah, we've got a pretty good mix of both uh, companies and ad agencies or marketing agencies. So one of the cool things about being here in the Twin Cities is all of the Fortune 500 companies. We work with a bunch of them. We work with mid-sized companies, and then we work with agencies. So it's a really good mix of of all of them, which from my perspective uh, is a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. Well, of course, I have to make the connection um, because I'm so grateful to both of you for having um, my friend and guest, Dina Simon, um, I know works with you. And then she was how my son got employed working with you. So he was a guest a couple shows ago and um, 
we won't critique him on air. We can have this conversation later. But <laughs> he uh, was very fantastic. We did a um, our applicant tracking system migration this summer, and he was very helpful okay. to us. So thank you. Yeah. So would that be an example of networking? Like, did you have the internship position, and then or or did I force the issue, or how, how did that <laughs> unfold? No, actually, for anybody that is- looking for an internship. Yeah, that is a perfect uh, networking example, actually, because we were in the middle of this project realizing we had a need, um, and Dina immediately went through her head and figured out somebody to connect with, and that's how we got Eric. So it was like a matter of a couple weeks, I think, or a week, and that was it. So it was just kind of a need that popped up and connected the dots. Excellent. And do most of your placements happen that fast? (laughs) I wish. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no. Sometimes okay. they do. Sometimes yeah. they don't. Uh, really, one of the biggest challenges, and, and John and I were talking about this before, is really with placing folks. It's all about finding you know the right people with the right skill, with the right availability, the right personality. So there's a lot of uh, moving parts that need to happen to make that happen. So um, in this case, it was just. All of those things lined up really nicely and it happened quickly. Okay. So I'm curious in this world of like digital networking and digital relationship building, um, how much of your looking at prospects or getting to know people is done online? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, Tracy's going to have a really good answer for this too. I can just speak to my own experiences Getting into this industry 13 or 14 years ago, I would just go to networking events. I'd go to two to four of them a month. I'd connect with the people afterwards and then just keep in touch. These days, especially the last couple of years, I haven't been going to as many events. So it is mostly you know reaching out through digital channels, uh, mostly LinkedIn. Um, I make it a goal to try to reach out to 10 or 20 people a week um, and then just kind of have pretty open-ended conversations, like coffee-style conversations, get to know them, what they're looking for, and all that. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I met John through LinkedIn during the pandemic, and it was just a simple connection request on LinkedIn. I don't think we even really talked about much when we first connected. I have a mantra of, I want to show up in your feed before I show up in your inbox. So, LinkedIn doesn't always love people. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You got to say that one again because <laughs> okay. I think that's a, I think that's a nugget. Okay. I think that's a big nugget. Yeah. So I, I have a mantra. I want to show up in your feed before I show up in your inbox. So I when I connect with people, if I don't have something to say right away, I'm not just going to spam a message. Uh, I want to just regularly post things on LinkedIn, be helpful, be useful. And then when the time comes, hopefully you've got some sort of an idea of who I am, what I'm about. Um, and if I do message, I want it to be super relevant and, and timely. And that's what happened with John and I. So I uh, found myself working at a digital marketing agency, really good agency here in town, uh, and came to a point like a lot of people do and said, hey, it's time for me to do something different. And so... I had been connected with John for over a year on LinkedIn and reached out to him, very specific message and said, hey, I have this large network of folks on LinkedIn. A lot of them are marketers. And I've always been curious about recruiting. 
but I'm a little nervous because I don't know what it all entails. Are you open to having a coffee style conversation um, about what a successful recruiter does, what the skill set needs to be? And that's what opened up the door for me to have this opportunity to work here at Celerity. Nice. What's really funny about that story, so showing up in the feed before the inbox, I felt like I already kind of knew Tracy, but then after we reached out, I looked through, I'm like, I actually haven't talked to Tracy. But I felt comfortable because I, I saw his face show up in my feed. And then when I asked other people in our office, he was also connected to other people in our office with the same experience. Like, oh, yeah, I know Tracy. I see him on, on uh, LinkedIn all the time. So it's, it's true. And I did have that feeling of comfort already by the time he reached out. Right. So you said, so you had reached him. Let's just make sure I, if I replay the play, yeah. he, you had met him like a year prior on LinkedIn and connected and then said, I want to show up in his feed. So you would post content about advertising and marketing and the digital work you were doing, right? Just going about your, so part of your brand is you post things. You, you're Absolutely. not just a thumb thumbs up guy you nope. you make a comment or make a post exactly yep. yep so i think i mean the timeline is i think it was like january 2020 connect with john just do my thing posting about marketing posting about sometimes sales um the hiring kind of industry in general uh, and again september 2021 the ask came and it, the ask was just can we have a conversation because i'm not 100 percent sure if this is a path I should be looking at. Nice. And um, Nice. And I like, John, that you said you felt like you knew him already yeah. just from LinkedIn and having seen it because you're on LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn every day? Uh, every other day. Every yep. other day. Okay. And do you have a set time? Or you said you had two to four, you used to have two to four so events, I'm, 10 to 12 people a week <laughs> yep. that I'm like, do you have a set time of when you go on LinkedIn? Like, yeah, I've got Future no, of habit, good habits? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually got a lot more into having a habit after uh, meeting Tracy and bringing him on board. Um, so I do I do make it a goal each week to just reach out and connect with 10 or 20 people within our kind of target market that we're just trying to connect and expand networks at. So yeah, I just uh, usually on Wednesdays is my day. I'll, I'll just go on, connect, post once or twice. Um, that's kind of my extent of, of my LinkedIn. So it's really one, two days a week. Um, you know, once in a while, if I'm on board on my phone, I'll scroll through, like other people's stuff, comment on it, you know, just engage with the community I've connected with just to, you know, show up in their feeds, like Tracy's right. saying and interact. And so, okay. For anyone that's listening, that falls into what I call the scaredy cat category of, that would be me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. That was good. me. That was you. Absolutely. Okay. So, so let's talk about that. Of how did you shift from being that scaredy cat to the all-star networker? Yeah. Well, it started with peer pressure, like a lot of things do. <laughs> 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 uh, I was working at an agency, uh, Hook Agency, and the owner of Hook Agency, Tim Brown, is very active on social media and follows a mentality of, you know, haters mean you're getting in front of people, right? And so his whole thing was, you know, post, be yourself. If somebody reacts negatively, that's more about them and maybe their insecurities than about you. And so it was, you know, a handful of months of uncomfortableness. And there was a stretch of time where for me to be and feel more comfortable 
doing like videos on LinkedIn because for a while that was very popular and, and LinkedIn was giving a lot of credit to that. Um, I had to train myself. And so what I did is on my personal Instagram where I don't have many friends at all, I would do a daily, and I forget what the video is called. It's just a 24 hour disappearing video. Yeah, that's your story. My story. There we go. I don't even know. I like I like the gram. I'll be honest. Yes. I like the gram. <laughs> Kathy Paper MN. I like the gram. More proof that we kind of forced ourselves yeah. into using these platforms. That's uh, it. So I just kind of put myself, a commitment to myself. I'm going to be on video story every day on the gram. And um, that's kind of the muscle memory that I had to build. Great. And yeah. did you, um, when you were posting on LinkedIn, did, you would you would post a little content there? Or were you using videos on, on your LinkedIn too? I post videos on LinkedIn, um, not as much currently as I did a year ago, two years ago, the reach just isn't the same as when it was a couple years ago. Right. Um, but so now it's predominantly written content. But there are a couple of sneaky ways, not sneaky, but uh, unique ways to use video on LinkedIn. I was going to say, can you talk about you are one of the few people I've seen that has video in your headshot? Yeah. So that's that's a little thing that's kind of fun. Um, basically, for your profile picture, you can add a video. I think it's like a 15 second video. I just did it on my phone and it's just to John's point, just trying to make people feel like they already know you before they actually had the conversation. And this is a pro networking tip that I'm going to tell anybody who is potentially going for an interview. I did this with, uh, I know your brother, Robert and Brendan. I'm not sure if I did this with you, but I had an interview scheduled with them. I hadn't met Robert, hadn't met Brendan, but I went and added them on LinkedIn right away once I knew that I was going to be interviewing with them, and they added me back. And since we were first connections on LinkedIn, I was able to send a video message to them. So I sent a video message before my interview saying, hey, Brendan, super excited to meet with you next Tuesday at 9 a.m. or whenever it was, um, You know, excited to learn more about the opportunity. And so, again, both Robert and Brennan felt a little bit more comfortable of who this guy is that we're going to be talking to. That's awesome. Uh, Go ahead if you want to comment on it, because I'm just kind of digesting. Like, I don't know if I could interview and send a video to somebody ahead of time. Maybe now, but it's taken me a while to get comfortable even talking on this show. And and I'm a talker and a connector. And I mean, Tracy's really challenged myself even to just get more active on LinkedIn. Uh, If you look at any of my other social media, Facebook, Instagram, I don't think I've posted in about six or seven years. So I've been one of those more lurkers on social media than I am more of a poster. Um, until recently, just kind of seeing the stats behind it. And, you know, if you connect with so many people and you post once in a while, you really, your reach really does go quite far, like thousands of impressions each post. So it can be a really valuable tool, like Tracy was saying, is just getting comfortable with the people in your network that you've reached out to in the past or just connected with and never talked to. So I just made it a point each week find something to post about and it kind of came up with four or five different topics that I felt like I was comfortable posting about whether it's employment related stats or I love supporting local Minnesota businesses just like ours so if there's ever an opportunity that I 
I go to one or I, I meet the owner of one. I just post about it and try to. It just so happens you're in the Midtown Global Market yes, where there are of... 30 local entrepreneurs yep. right here under this roof. Oh, yeah. Right, Matt? That's great. And that's that's something we'll do right after this. Me and Trace are going to grab a bite to eat. We'll post about it um, just to great. promote. So great. Um, you just got to find like, so for me, that was, you know, Minnesota businesses. That's a part of who I am and what I'm passionate about and staffing and and employment within marketing creative and then also just the marketing creative in general. So that's like three areas right there to just find random things and post about. And it doesn't have to be groundbreaking posts. Right. It's just really just showing up in people's feed like, hey, I'm here. So, okay, one thing you said about the networking, your LinkedIn is the place where you're the most active kind of digitally. Do you have an opinion on, I don't, I don't feel like you have to be on every single one, right? Like I joke that I, I do like Instagram, but Facebook is not, I'm not as active there. So do you think as people are networking, does it matter? I think you know, it just, or do we just feel that pressure like, oh, we have to do all of it and Twitter and. Yeah, I used to feel that pressure maybe like seven years ago to be on every platform and be active and connecting. But I think at the end of the day, you just need to know where the people are that you want to connect the most with are and spend your time there. Uh, okay. For me, that's LinkedIn. Uh, mostly Instagram for me is just like keeping up with friends posts and just funny posts in general um or dog accounts dogs, yes yes okay wait what kind of dog do you have let's talk about dogs uh, for yeah me. i got an italian um dog it's an italian water dog oh um, yeah hair yep. those are hairless right uh, yeah yeah well he's, he's got a lot of hair but it th- he doesn't shed it doesn't shed right loves water so he loves the cabin uh my wife's cabin that we go up to um loves swimming um good yeah, he's a good little pup, about three years old now. But yeah, so I follow a lot of those accounts. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Excellent. How about you? Are you a dog person? Cat? Love person? dogs. Um, don't have any dogs at the moment. Okay. I got two you could borrow if you want to. Jimmy and Brandy. Love it. Have Jimmy and Brandy been on the show yet? I mean, in terms of have I ever referenced them? I don't think I've even ever referenced them. Yeah. Ken yeah. Goldman, super memorable stunt puppy. So should you need any gear for stunt puppy? Um, it's a local Minnesota-based okay. company. They manufacture all sorts of gear. Really great for if you're running with the dog. Good for outdoor adventure stuff. Super collars. Mm. Um, they do a lot of stuff. Very cool. And that, that kind of goes back to what we were saying. I mean, if, if I'm selling dog stuff, I'd probably be on Instagram or something where people are connecting yes. and following those things. Probably not LinkedIn. Um, okay. But as you know, professional marketing, creative, connecting people, LinkedIn makes sense for us. But yeah, if I'm looking for dog photos, I'm going to Instagram. Okay, so you mentioned something about you weren't as active on commenting. When you meet somebody in person that you've gotten to know on LinkedIn, how much of the information do you reveal that you know about them? Like when I meet somebody, I realize I I know I can figure out a lot about somebody on social media. Well, depends on how creepy you want to be. Um, I don't no, want to be creepy. That's I'm just, why so I'm asking. I think, I think, and know, I don't think you're creepy. Yeah. So. so, so I think I think really what it comes down to, right? Especially with like LinkedIn. Like, of course, LinkedIn I think is a little bit different of a category than if you really went down a rabbit hole on someone's Facebook or something like that, right? So LinkedIn is, hey, these are professional achievements that I want to talk about and I want people to know about and want to be found and engaged exactly. with and connecting. So, I mean, it's just like any networking event. You know, if you were to meet somebody that was a friend of a friend and you've heard about this person for a few years, you know, are, are you going to reveal stuff that's flattering or not flattering? Right. I think it really comes down to, is it relevant to this conversation? You know, is it going to leave this person wanting to hang out with me again? 
Um, that's how I yeah. approach it. Yeah, I'll do, I do something similar. If I'm going to reach out to someone on LinkedIn, I'll just do a quick look through any of their posts in the past. And if they you know, posted something relevant, like Tracy was saying, I'll just bring that up in the message. Um, or if we went to a similar college or maybe I knew someone at their current job, ask if they know them. Like, I'll just try to find a common connection, but I wouldn't go back like two or three years and find some random post and start commenting right. on it and bring it up. That would be probably creepy little. Right. But I like you said flattering or is it flattering or unflattering. That's yeah. a really good way of thinking about it. Although I have to admit, I have posted a few unflattering photos of myself in the spirit of being authentic. Love it. Um, I mean, not unflattering, but you know what I mean? Real. Well, and maybe along those lines, um, I've posted on LinkedIn about some of my quote unquote real experiences. Um, I've been through divorce. Uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And um, those have been some of the strongest connections that yes. I've forged on LinkedIn um, because, you know, life isn't always perfect. And so those communities, divorce dads and, and other, you know, folks in recovery, um, they're everywhere too, right? Yes. You know, um, and so I think, it, again, it all depends on how are we approaching it. Yes, that's awesome. I think it's a great great point and i see a lot of that too especially and you mentioned the recovery community we're not we're all in this together yep great how about if i were going to talk about networking diversity how did you build diversity in your network you know you've mentioned a lot of different clients client sizes you know how do you get age gender race yeah so kind of just sticking to the the one thing like not trying to be on every social media channel and all that um, for the last nine or ten years, I, I've spent my time partnering with the uh, the Brand Lab. I don't know if you're familiar yep. with the Brand Lab. Sure. Yep. So we've been longtime partners of theirs, and really the last three or four years, really um, did even more with them. So we do a lot of work with their lab fellows. Um, so people who have graduated. Um, actually, just let me back up a second for people who don't know the Brand yeah, please Lab. Please explain. That yes. So here's the Brand Lab. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, were a locally um, nonprofit started by John Olson. Um, and he, uh, the one day he looked around his ad agency and realized, hey, a lot of these people look just like me. We need to get a lot of different voices in here. Middle-aged faces white in guy. Middle-aged white guy. Um, and that's what a lot of the ad agency looked like. Um, so he went on a mission to try to diversify the ad agencies in town here. So he started by going to a lot of the local schools, introducing advertising as a career showing kids hey this is something you can do this is an actual job like making these commercials you see all the time this is a job that you can do so really exposure to the industry um, and then after the exposure part he started internships so he'd bring these high school kids into the ad agencies doing real internships so not just you know stapling papers and grabbing coffee but actually doing the work and building a resume so by the time a lot of these um, these young kids went to college and beyond they already had a, a resume and a leg up and, and knew about the industry and were interested in it so fast forward to today uh, they're doing i think over a hundred different interns a, a summer they're now in three different markets um, it could be actually four now milwaukee chicago kansas city um, and then here um, so it's really grown quite a bit and um, it's just a, it makes so much sense for us to talking about that one thing that we can focus on to, you know, it says spreading out our energy amongst a lot of different things. It's connecting diverse people to job opportunities. And we connect that audience to job opportunities. 
So it's a great way for me to stay in touch with the um, local community and also expand my, you know, diverse uh, connections as well. Because, you know, coming from the suburbs, I grew up in Minnesota um, and then going to St. Thomas for a couple of years and then the U of M, I'm not as exposed to a lot of diverse uh, backgrounds as I am now uh, being a part of doing partnerships with them. So that's just one way I do it. It's great. Yeah. And from my perspective, you know, connecting with people on LinkedIn and having conversations. So a lot of times when we're thinking about diversity, we might be thinking about maybe race or country of origin. Uh, What I have learned just in the last couple of years here at Celerity is the idea or the, the understanding that neurodivergence is a, it's a large area that I think is emerging in terms of understanding um, and that has really been overlooked in the workplace. And so that was directly through having conversations with candidates, folks that were looking for, for roles. And then another area that came up through just having conversations with people is ageism in the workplace, especially in marketing and um, listening to those, you know, the, the concerns and then bringing them to folks like Dina uh, at Celerity who turned that into a focus area in terms of, hey, as a recruiting agency, we're going to have a conversation about recruiting and, and ageism and how, you know, we, it's an often an overlooked uh, area that, that people are struggling with. Awesome. Good, great, great answers. That's like some really good work you're doing um, around networking. One kind of final question, then we always fling it over to Matt to see if I've missed something juicy, um, is I'm thinking about when have you personally kind of called on your network for something? I mean, personally or personally, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for me calling on my LinkedIn network, having that conversation with John. Um, My experience in my career, every job that I've had has been through networking. So that's been super helpful. Um, I shared earlier that I went through divorce and that I'm in, you know, active alcohol recovery. Going through divorce, I found a, a, a network of other divorce dads that I was able to plug into and have conversations with them. And it's the same thing in the recovery community. There's a really, really strong community. And so pretty much what I've learned is every time I'm facing something that's challenging and I'm hitting a limit, I just go out to different people and just have conversations. And I always tend, you know, find a solution to, to what's, awesome. what's bothering me. Yeah. Power of the network. Thank you. And can people contact you if they have questions about either of those things if they're listening? Absolutely. Yes, please do. Um, I love connecting with fellow divorced dads, and I always will talk to somebody if they're struggling with alcohol or drug abuse. That's what I thought. So um, I just use my network all the time for a variety of different things, whether or not it's my job related or not. So, I mean, I'm sure I'm like most people. I always ask for restaurant recommendations or if I have house stuff that needs uh, work or... I mean, you name it, uh, travel ideas. Um, I just try to find ways to just connect with people and just ask their thoughts and use their recommendations, you know, books, uh, groups to be a part of. You know, I'm not like the most extroverted, outgoing person, but I find that um, if you find something you're interested in and ask other people about it, it really helps connect with people in different ways. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good, good recommendations. Okay, Matt? Being humble was an issue when I was younger, right? You're negating your whole network if you're afraid to ask for help. The older you get, the more experienced you are, the more you realize, hey, ask for help. 
has that ever been an issue or how do you feel about that? Has that, has that come to play for you guys? Yeah, unfortunately for me, it kind of took me, you know, getting knocked down to my knees to, to finally look up and ask for help uh, in a couple areas in my life. Uh, and what I found was, yes, it's a little bit intimidating and scary at first, but um, my life has gotten so much better um, asking for help outside of work. You know, the work thing, again, I, all of my roles have come through networking, so that felt natural. Like everybody asked their, you know, hey, you know, I'm looking for a job. Can you help me with that? But some of these other areas in my life, um, it, it, sometimes you just got to suck it up and, and just say, you know what? this is out of my control and I need to talk to somebody and ask for their advice, ask for their help. Uh, and from my experience, people like helping people. And if you talk to somebody and they don't want to help you, it's more about them than it is about you. Find somebody else to ask. And 99% of the time, you, you just might not get a response asking for help. Um, you're not going to get a bad response. So I think that's something too. If you're afraid of like getting a bad response, nobody's nobody's going to do that. And if they do, then that's someone you know to stay away from, anyways, and save some time. It's about it's about them. It's about them. Well, you guys yeah. both have been awesome. Thank you for taking the time away from Celerity. People can find you at Celerity.com. Yep, Celerity.com. Yep. All right, Celerity.com, and uh, enjoy the Midtown Global Market. I can't wait to hear. Maybe on LinkedIn when we post this. You can post where you had lunch or what you had for lunch because, oh, of yeah. course, I've tried them all and everything's delish. We'll have to ask for your recommendations. <laughs> yes. I will. I will give it. Thank you. Thanks yes, so yes. much. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.